If you want a sign that humanity's still got it going on. The people are revolting. Welcome to People Are Revolting, a daily dose of disobedience. This piece is written by Jules Roscoe and is published at vice.com. Pro-Palestine protests have begun to target defense contractor facilities around the U.S. in response to the company's roles in arming Israel during its ongoing siege of Gaza which has killed over 11,000 Palestinians in response to Hamas's October 7 attack, which killed 1,200 Israelis. Raytheon Technologies, now officially RTX, Lockheed Martin, and Northrop Grumman have all been targeted in numerous states. All three contractors' stock prices spiked when the conflict began on October 7. All of their CEOs referenced Israel-Palestine as potential point of profit on earnings calls in recent weeks. Protesters gathered in front of the entrance to the El Segundo, California RTX facility on Monday, demanding a ceasefire. Video footage from local news outlets KTLA5 shows organizers holding Palestinian flags and banners and signs reading, Stop the U.S. War Machine, Free Palestine, and Let Gaza Live. Protesters also appeared to have thrown red paint on the facility's sign. KTLA 5 reported that the protests remained peaceful. RTX did not respond to a request for comment. RTX is responsible for developing and supplying Israel's Iron Dome, an all-weather aerial defense system that shoots incoming missiles out of the sky, if it is determined that they will land in a highly populated area. RTX co-produces the system with Israeli firms Rafael Defense System and Israel Aerospace Industries and provides it with materials to build its Tamir missiles. It also manufactures the GBU-28 Bunker Buster Bombs, designed during the Iraq War to target underground command centers. The Israeli Defense Forces previously bought these weapons. Pro-Palestinian protesters also held a demonstration at defense contractor Northrop Grumman's office headquarters in San Diego, two-hour drive south of the RTX facility. They covered the office complex's sign with red paint and a sign that read, For-Profit Crime Against Humanity. Videos broadcast by ABC10 local news show that the mass of protesters filled the entire street. Northrop Grumman did not respond to a request for comment. RTX's role in Israel's defense systems has also caused protesters to stage a die-in at the RTX facility in Tucson, Arizona. Individuals lay on the ground in front of the facility entrance, blocking traffic. Pictures shared by local news outlet AZPM show that most wore masks and sunglasses to cover their faces, and some covered their bodies with white sheets. They brought signs which said, Raytheon missiles bring genocide, and Tucson residents against a genocide economy. AZPM reported that the Tucson Coalition for Palestine had organized the event. This organization does not appear to have a website, but Motherboard contacted the Arizona-Palestine Solidarity Alliance, which operates out of Tucson. Its co-founder, Moyadeen Abdulaziz, told Motherboard that members of the group had attended the die-in. 
It was an action that really represents a form of resistance to militarization, to the war industry, to the companies that profit from destroying people and nations, Abdulaziz said in a phone call with Motherboard. What was impressive to me about it is the fact that it was very well organized by a group of young people. They knew exactly what they were doing. They knew what messages they were going to put forward. And they put forward very strongly that we as a people reject the militarization of our economy. Abdulaziz said he was not surprised by Raytheon's statements about the war on its earnings call. That's the history of the military-industrial complex in the United States, he said. A lot of those companies have their people in government, and in government they make decisions of war and peace. And of course, it's always for war, because that's how they make their profits. Protesters staged a similar die-in at aerospace defense contractor Lockheed Martin's offices in Arlington, Virginia last week. Individuals wrapped themselves in white sheets, spattered with red paint, and lay motionless on the sidewalk. Some were strewn with fl flowers. A spokesperson for Lockheed Martin told Motherboard in an emailed statement, Lockheed Martin's core values are to do what's right, respect others, and perform with excellence. These values provide clear, unambiguous, and uncompromising standards for how we treat each other with understanding and compassion. We respect the right to peaceful protest and will continue to partner with the U.S. military and our international allies to deliver strategic deterrence and security solutions that kill people. These are very capable companies, Abdulaziz said. They have a lot of resources. They have a lot of knowledge. They have a lot of technology. And it would be really helpful for our community that their creativity be directed towards the peace industry instead of the war industry. And here is another piece. This one by Sravya Tadapali, published at prismreports.org. Activists across the country are launching actions targeting corporations, industries, and the U.S. government for arming the occupation state of Israel, trying to make it as difficult as possible for them to continue aiding the decimation of Gaza. The aerospace weapons sector saw a 7 percentage point jump in value in the immediate aftermath of Israel declaring war on Hamas. As President Joe Biden's request for $14 billion in military spending for Israel waits for congressional approval, Companies like Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, and Boeing stand to profit from increased demand from the Department of Defense. Organizers are aiming to directly target these companies in hopes of stigmatizing and slowing their work. No one action can have a noticeable difference in the cause of events, but collectively it does, said Moyadeen Abdulaziz, an organizer with the Arizona-Palestine Solidarity Alliance. The most important aspect of this action is it is building a resistance movement. We have seen, unlike other times before, the growing number of this resistance movement and the larger participation of young people in it, which is really how change is brought about. At Raytheon's October 24 earnings call, Christine Liwag, the head of aerospace and defense equity research at Morgan Stanley, and Greg Hayes, the CEO of Raytheon, discussed the potential profit opportunities from Biden's supplemental spending proposal. Quote, looking at this request, you've got equipment for Ukraine, air and missile defense for Israel, and replenishment of stockpile for both, Lewog said, and this seems to fit quite nicely with the Raytheon defense portfolio. 
quote. I think it's really across the entire Raytheon portfolio, you're going to see a benefit of this restocking, Hayes said, on top of what we think is going to be an increase in DoD top line. As Raytheon anticipates its profits, activists have organized targeting actions against the corporation. On November 2, about 120 protesters staged a die-in in at one of the entrances of U.S. Air Force Plant 44 in Tucson, Arizona, which is operated by Raytheon. On November 8, six activists were arrested after holding a die-in protest outside Raytheon's offices in Arlington, Virginia. Then a few days later, on November 13, pro-Palestinian protesters targeted a Raytheon facility in El Segundo, California. The bombs and the rockets and all those weapons of mass destruction are made in the U.S., so everybody needs to be held accountable who participates in this genocide, either directly or indirectly, said Abdulaziz, whose organization participated in the Tucson die-in. On November 17, activists in Pittsburgh will march from Senator John Fetterman's office to the headquarters of Arconic, an aircraft engine company that supplies components for Israel fighter jets. Stephanie Pavlik, an organizer with the Pittsburgh Boycott, Divestment and Sanctions Coalition, says she hopes that the rally raises awareness that local companies are involved in the production of weapons being used to carry out atrocities. These companies aren't somewhere else. They're not all the way over in Palestine, said Pavlik. It's right in our neighborhood that this company is operating. We want to raise awareness not just to people who live in Pittsburgh, but also the people who work there. You have a voice in demanding that this company divest from these operations that prop up this genocide. Similar actions have taken place against other defense contractors. On November 6, about 75 pro-Palestinian activists in St. Charles, Missouri, blocked entrances for four hours at a Boeing plant that produces weaponry for Israel. On November 9, hundreds of supporters gathered outside the San Diego headquarters of Northrop Grumman, another company that supplies weapons and missile systems to Israel, to demand a ceasefire. Protesters have also targeted Lockheed Martin and Elbit Systems, which have both seen their stock rise in value since October 7. Student activists are also strengthening their efforts to push back against college recruitment efforts by weapons manufacturers. More than 100 organizers from Pittsburgh, including members of Against Carceral Tech, ACT, Pittsburgh BDS, and Students for Justice in Palestine, Pittsburgh, rallied outside of a Lockheed Martin networking event at Carnegie Mellon University on November 7, giving students information about Lockheed Martin's role in the Palestinian genocide. We've seen in the past that a lot of the students who are targeted for recruitment from these companies don't know what these companies actually do, said Bonnie Fan, an organizer with ACT and a PhD student at CMU. Just increasing the visibility of that information is part of giving students more information about where they're actually dedicated their lives and labor to. Actions targeting the defense contractor industry have a powerful role in raising awareness to employees and the general public about how these companies are complicit in the ongoing atrocities in Gaza and occupied Palestinian territories. Companies like Boeing and Arconic are known for producing airplanes and aluminum, respectively, but many people do not know that they also supply components for weapons of war. Activists have also been trying to block U.S. government efforts to ship arms to Israel. On November 3, activists affiliated with the Arab Resource and Organizing Center blocked the entrance to Berth 20 at the Port of Oakland, California, 
where a U.S. military supply vessel bound for Israel was set to depart. Three protesters locked themselves onto a ladder leading onto the ship to try to prevent it from leaving the port. When the ship eventually managed to vacate the port and docked at the port of Tacoma, Washington, it was again met with AROC protesters, picketing outside and blocking roads leading to the port. While the ship still managed to leave the port, organizers considered the action a success. The weapons on the, are on the boat now, but guess what? Our comrades across the world are going to be showing up at the next place this boat goes, an organizer of the Tacoma action told participants after the demonstration. Another really important thing that happened today was we showed solidarity with the workers on that boat, and because of that, one of the workers on the boat stepped off and said, I will not be complicit in this genocide. On November 13, the Center for Constitutional Rights and the law firm Vanderhout LLP filed an unprecedented lawsuit against Biden, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, and Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin for abetting Israel's genocide against the Palestinian people with military, financial, and diplomatic support. The lawsuit argues that through its provisions of weapons to Israel as it carries out a campaign of collected punishment on Gaza, this U.S. The U.S. is guilty of violating Article 1 of the Geneva Convention, which requires the U.S. to prevent and punish acts of genocide. Quote, the United States must fulfill its obligations under the Genocide Convention and international law to prevent escalating atrocities in Gaza, said Mark Vanderhout of Vanderhout LLP. The killings and kidnappings perpetrated by Hamas on October 7, horrendous as they were, in no conceivable way justified the massacres now being perpetrated by the state of Israel with the unconditional support and acquiescence of the United States. The courts must now force the U.S. to comply with its obligations under the law. Individual lawmakers have also been targeted. Activists in Cambridge, Massachusetts approached Elizabeth Warren while she was having dinner, calling on her to support a ceasefire. On the weekend of November 11 and 12, Families for Ceasefire organized family-friendly local actions in dozens of communities, including the homes of Senator Chuck Schumer in New York and President Biden's home in Delaware. Quote, The children of Brooklyn, like myself, are fighting for Palestinian kids. We will work hard to not let you die, said Frida Fries Valerio, a seven-year-old from Brooklyn, who participated in one of the Families for Ceasefire marches on November 12. Schumer and Biden, you should do better, you need to call for a ceasefire and not send more money to Israel to kill children. If you want to follow People Are Revolting on social media, you'll find us in the Fediverse at Moving Train Media at Collectiva.social. If you want to listen to back episodes, head over to PeopleAreRevolting.com. Keep revolting, and thanks for listening. A sign that humanity's still got it going on. The people are revolting. I think you just nailed it.